Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered episode 162. Oh, yeah, baby. Today is the 13th of fucking February. <laughs> Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Today's Galentine's Day. No, whatever that According means. to Parks and Rec uh, episode we just watched. You got anything Ooh, special planned for the old lady tomorrow? Um, Yeah, we're taking a half day, doing a little brunch oh, stuff. Nice. Do a little banging, then go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody knows that you banged. <laughs> it's all part of the mystique. Oh. John, I, I highly suggest it. It's oh. quite fun. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> maybe I can maybe I can make something happen. <laughs> Yourself? No, not really. <laughs> okay. Just getting by, you know. <laughs> oh, you know. Just uh, a long February. The winter's been going. Uh, tomorrow's supposed to be 40 fucking three yeah. degrees, though. Oh, yeah, it's coming. That'd be a nice change. I, I've had enough. I went to Hawaii too early this year. Got used to a little touch of warmth, and it's just wearing me out it's here, buddy. Throw threw you off, huh? Yeah, it is painful. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's kind of nice having Pekka. That's kind of like the high point. Usually the winter tails off yeah. after then. So Yeah. What have you been up to? Well, John, <laughs> Wapaka. Yeah. What do you think of that? It happened. It was a good time. I made a mistake, which we'll talk about when we talk about Pekka. Okay. Classic Hastings, according to my buddy Schmitty. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Pekka had the usual run-up. Did a bunch of terrain, infinity shit. Basically, that stuff is pretty much closed out, thankfully. Mm. Yeah. So all my terrain is painted. It's about as good as I wanted, and I'm not going to build anymore. Sure. Um, since then, fucking Adepticon is on the horizon. Just sure crunch is. those numbers. That's like five or six weeks, dude. I oh, know. So, I've been painting Byzantines for Saga. I'm about to order some bases for my demons for oh. the team tournament. And then, Infinity was some extra credit, but I can already see that there won't be any new painted Infinity models <laughs> for Adepticon. Okay. I'm slogging through 36 Byzantines right here. And uh, painting uh, 15 of them in December and January is kind of a novelty. Getting back to the assembly line. But yeah, painting 36. <laughs> I'm doing like 36 little pieces of leather. Mm-hmm. And it's like an hour and a half to get through that and that's like one small step so (laughs) yeah um but the the scheme's pretty simple looks pretty good so uh, should should go quick if i just keep at it Mm. and then for the bases they should be pretty straightforward the rebasing i'm gonna be just airbrushing those things and then busting out the demons and gluing gluing them on there so it should be pretty simple and then some of the demons are have this cave basing where you know they're flying models like the plague drones they're like stuck to a stalactite or stalagmite Mm -hmm. and so any one of those that's going to be super finicky i'm just not going to use that troop 
you know, whatever. Sure. Whatever it is. So a lot of infantry, uh, the beasts of Nurgle, the fiends. Most of the stuff should be easily transferred to the new bases. And I just need to do, you know, a thousand points. Yeah. Can't you take just like, take some clippers and clip that part of the base off where you've built up a stalagmite and then just kind of use some putty to smooth it around on a new base or is that not an option uh yeah if i wanted to continue that cave basing yeah which i'm not okay i got you this is gonna be kind of a futuristic Mm. kind of a metallic okay so the metals are part of their colors. You know, they're bluish, greenish, whatever mm-hmm. the hell. And then they have metallics. So the bases are going to be metallic to kind of oh. draw draw that together. Okay. I could continue the base, the cave scheme, but that was all sculpted by scratch. Right. So I mm-hmm. no longer possess the motivation to <laughs> um, go, you know, because I could just glue those bases, clip it out, put it on top of a current base, but then I'd have to... Basically, re-sculpt the entire edge, mm. work it into Make the existing little, one. Little stalagmites. And, and then to work that paint scheme in, I'd probably have to repaint the whole thing. Ugh. You know, because yeah. it has metallics and stuff on it. So, yeah. That's the kind of uh, threshold. Not <laughs> really ready to cross. So, yeah. Just going to do some, some techie, techie type bases. Okay. Kind of fits in with what they got going on. So, sure. Um, other than that, gonna pick up some Shadespire, my man. Did you get oh. any of that going at Wapaka? No, I missed that. It's pretty fun. It's a decent game. Kind of, it's kind of like X Wing, or um, I guess kind of like Magic. I, I would guess. Is it a not, typical not like GW game where it's all D six based and? No, it's got its own special D six dice, John. So it is D six based. It kind of, it's not like Blood Bowl, but it's kind of yeah, like Blood Bowl. You got your hexes and you got special dice. Mm-hmm. There's a deck building element, so you can kind of do whatever uh, janky stuff. But sure. the issue that I had with X-Wing is I'd never seen Jerry or Bear or any of those guys actually play it because they always agree to a game and then I sit and watch them go through their decks and purchase all these upgrades and go through <laughs> endless binders building their fleets for like 45 minutes and yeah. then I just leave at that point uh-huh. so um, so with Shadespire you just have the so it's whatever simpler. your three or five models and then you're going to have your deck which you you can build or put whatever you want in there but you know, your deck is going to be your deck mm-hmm. you know, so it's not as uh, elaborate, I would say, as the X-Wing stuff. So, sure. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We played a four-way game at Paca, and then Bear picked it up, and we played a game at his place. It's it's okay. quick. The The threshold of sitting down and playing a game is pretty... I mean, you can play one game like in 10 or 15 minutes. Oh, cool. You know the rules. Sure. So like at tournaments and stuff, you play three games of it against your opponent, so it's like two out of three. Oh, so nice. You can kind of... Yeah, it's really, really different, really cool. It's decent, decent rule set. Not mm, I got great, rather great or anything. Rather burned out on the GW games like Warhammer Quest and Blood Bowl. That's just playing the video game because there's always that one in six chance that what you're trying to do is not going to work. <laughs> I yeah, I fucking hate the D6 base. I'm I can't even play those video games anymore because of it. This is similar, but 
whatever you're trying to do only has like a one in three chance of working or a mm. one in two. Okay. And then you're rolling two, three or four dice. So okay. it's a little dicey. Like you defend with one die. Yeah. That has like a one in three chance of, but there's crits and stuff. It's, it's dicey. Mm-hmm. You're only rolling a few dice. Sure. Um, like an early casualty can like screw you over, but okay. you you play three games of it, so um, the luck right. will balance out a little bit more. Sure, and then um, just those few models, I think, are a good way to stay in touch with the Age of Sigmar community, yeah. and they're pretty cool. So I'm gonna be picking that up. Won't be getting any paint till after Acon, I <laughs> foresee, but okay. Um, I'm thinking the corn uh, guys actually are going to be what I do oh, first. Oh, nice! So, yeah, man, fun. That's what I'm up to. My plans, my my visions, my dreams. That's where your nerd's been headed. Yeah, yourself. Well, I mean, you got to be nerding out pretty hard. I after did uh, Paca, man. Almost two weeks in Hawaii there before Paca, mm-hmm. which was great, minus the nuclear missile threat. <laughs> yeah, I seen that. So we survived, <laughs> thanks to the lanai and the coffee. Mm-hmm. And then we had PACA, so I did AOS at PACA, did the championships there, came in the middle of the pack, <laughs> nice. built my whole list around trying to get the new Stonehorn model in there, and I accomplished that. I did not accomplish <laughs> a lot in the games, but it was fun. It was nice to get in there and just play some games. So I missed out on playing the Infinity. I wish I would have done that, but Friday night I end up staying up till 5 o'clock in the morning. Having too I many heard, beers and playing Magic the Gathering, and then I had to come <laughs> home after all that. So by the time I finally got to sleep, it was after five. I really fucked up my whole weekend doing that sun shit. Sun rays were peeking up over the horizon. Yeah, on your way back. Once you're rolling, man, it's you just don't want to stop. <laughs> it's like the old days, dude. The uh-huh. sun coming up used to be Saturday, Friday, Saturday night thing for me, but not at forty. Turns out, <laughs> <laughs> so not without further repercussions later in the weekend it would seem right so it kind of shot the rest of my weekend in the ass but i still made an appearance every day and had had a good time some socializations good to see all the guys so since then i've been trying to paint four zangors at the same time which, oh some assembly line how's that going oh uh, it's fucking painful i gotta i'm trying to focus as i do it on playing or painting faster but I always fall into the same old ruts where it just has to look how I want it to look. I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna let it go. So it's mm-hmm. been going slow, and it's actually sapped all the motivation I've had. So also, I've been crazy busy. I've given myself a deadline of early August to have this house completed, as you can see mm-hmm. by the mountain of garbage in the sunroom and yes, on the patio. And seems like a challenge. The room we're in right now, which. That section over there is going to be a laundry room <laughs> at some point, and there's going to be a new wall in here, and all these walls are going to be gone. So it's a little overwhelming, but uh, I've at least set a goal, and i got to stay motivated on that. Plus, I had three apartments open up that had to be gone through ah, and redone. So it's just been a lot of fucking... I've been, I feel like I've been working two jobs. It's like Saturday, Sunday, apartment and house stuff. Mm-hmm. I've, I've even my, Usually my Saturday and Sunday mornings are fucking... That's sitting, sit at the nerd desk and paint it up, you know, mm-hmm. till noon. But that has not been happening. So, I've been working on some real estate acquisitions as well in my in vain attempt to get out of fucking century here. Expanding the portfolio. Yeah, trying to, anyways. So, all that shit's going on. Um, plus, I sold my hot rod. I had to buy a new hot rod. So, is this a. 
1928 is gone. Yeah, what did we? What do we have now? I have a 19. Well, it hasn't arrived yet. The shipper is still working on getting it out here. I had to hire a covered transport from Tucson, Arizona, to Stevens Point, Wisconsin, which was <laughs> mid seventeen hundred dollars. Oh, Not wow. a cheap fucking ride. Oh, jeez. And a covered transport is more rare, so it takes longer. But anyways, the 1964 Lincoln Continental four door suicide doors. Mm. It is fucking tits. Seems cool. The wife said we had to get rid of the two-seater death trap that would rattle your ears out and you'd be half stoned on fumes when you got where you were headed from <laughs> engine gas or from engine fumes. Get something a little more family-oriented here. So we're working on that <laughs> once it shows up. Family-oriented hot rod. It's not really hot rod. This is a fucking cruiser. So okay. It's fucking super awesome, though. So uh, I'm really stoked on that. But once that comes, guess what that is? Another fucking project. Oh, dude. boy. And meanwhile, I got the 47 Ford sitting there that it's just been too cold to go out and work <laughs> on it. And I, it seems dumb to fucking turn the furnace on out in the back garage when who knows when I'll be able to get to it. So I just let the fuck, let that go probably till uh-huh. spring here. And then otherwise, I've been having a lot of fun with the old school magic still. The <laughs> <laughs> we had new school versus old school at PACA. Uh-huh. How'd that, that go? Fetter and Bubbles and I and Ryan. And it was a fucking hoot, man. I I didn't think the old school stuff was going to be very competitive, but I was fucking owning some face. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty pretty fun. I was on a super tear. Uh-huh. So me and Shitty Schmitty have been getting together pretty steady playing We've been recording our games now, Oh, excellent. putting them on YouTube. So anybody that's interested, if you just do a Google search for old school 93-94 Magic and Beer Nights or MTG and Beer Nights, you'll see the videos. Cool. So, Sounds fun. Yeah, we have been, it's pretty entertaining because game one, I just started drinking <laughs> by game. And we, we, we start at you know, 7 o'clock and go till midnight or 1. So by the end, I'm rolling pretty good. And uh, it's pretty entertaining, though. I, I've watched them all just because I'm so motivated and into <laughs> it. So I've been having a good time. So check, check that out on YouTube. It's on my channel. I think I'm just Sick Boy WI on there. But uh, if you're into old school magic, it's, they've been getting a lot of hits, too. I'm surprised how many people are into this. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, that, well, that's building. There's a couple million magic fans out there so yeah old school is fucking on the rise mm-hmm. too so that has been probably my number one it's nerd true. priority I mean, at the moment <laughs> i mean there's like a retro craze in video games and yeah i think that's that's because dudes all got our age into uh, yeah, yeah. And card games and they, they like did miniatures this as children and, and stuff like, too yeah. so it's nostalgic and it's still like super fucking fun and it's just a way to cut loose and talk a lot of shit and laugh mm-hmm. and all that so we've been having a grand old time with that Pop. anyway so that's about what i've been up to so i have to give a fucking thanks at this point to all the patrons who signed up on patreon to patronize us <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so been going well want to talk about that thanks to william got some long time followers in this list mm. some new people oh, we got them all huh hamza he's uh I know Hamza from Sweden. He's, we've collaborated on some Saga videos. Cool. So he's a cool guy. Chris, Isaac, David, Christian, mm-hmm. Adam, Brian, Comil, Ryan. Um, so Ryan was at Wapaka oh, just yeah. a few weeks ago. Thanks, Ryan. And then Mark, he's our number one most generous donor. 100 so bucks an episode. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> well, <laughs> Some of those numbers. <laughs> Two of those three numbers. <laughs> <laughs> One dollar. <laughs> that's all right. It's appreciated. So, yeah, that's 
pretty awesome. Way more than uh, we were expecting. So, And actually, with Ryan's contribution, we've just hit the first goal, which is to do one episode every four weeks. So we At literally least, just yeah. hit that last night. So we are we're on the clock. We're on the payroll. <laughs> We've already come up with a plan to get the next one out mm-hmm. before four weeks go by. So keep a steady rolling yeah, here. Thanks. Yeah, at this point we have enough to cover the hosting fees and then drive a couple of greasy cheeseburgers in after every <laughs> recording to keep oh, the yeah. keep the morale up. Keep these mics stinking. Yeah, it's kind of like our little reward where we're disproportionately excited about the fast food because otherwise. I don't really go out to eat that much. I'm mm. assuming. Well, you're in the same or we used the, to not. The caliber now, of grease. Things have changed a bit. Then. On these ones, uh, that yeah. exceed your normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the more disgusting the fast food, the better. So sure. Yeah, thanks, thanks to everyone. Yeah, cheers, fellas. We're, we're looking to add some some patron only content as well for mm-hmm. folks. So we're gonna we're gonna figure that out. Yeah. Uh, thanks to everybody, and then. So we're going to uh, event of the week. We're going to talk about PACA. We're going to talk about Mission Critical. What are you going to talk about? PACA. Fuck yeah, dude. This might be news to some people. Mm. I think it got out on Twitter. It did. And everything else. But But PACA has been the three three years. It's been a convention-type experience with different games. So since Warhammer went kaput, we've been following that format. And then since then, we've been doing different tournaments, but... The trend has been towards consolidation, towards fewer games, bigger bigger tournaments. Sure. Because that's what people like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, for for us, we've always wanted to run the events that we want to go to. And um, I've had the opportunity to go to some similar events to PACA. And I don't know, I just don't think that that uh, is my bag of tea. So I'm um, talking with Bear, getting his ideas we've decided to go back to running one large age of sigmar tournament what? so the big downstairs room is going to be totally dedicated mm. so it's going to be saturday sunday pro bowl weekend can't think offhand what the fuck that date is but mm. plenty of time to figure it out and it's going to be 80 80 people it should be a nice comfortable uh space for that room we're getting Mats, we're working towards new Age of Sigmar terrain. Is Bear going to make awesome prizes again? Um, no. That fucking lazy he, bitch. <laughs> I tried to get him to make an axe, and he was down for it uh-huh. to um, whip out at the final ceremonies at Packet this year. Okay, but he when he attempted to make it, he was having some issues with his elbow or tendonitis oh or yeah i some, feel that some kind of old age st- uh, yeah so he doesn't quite have the capacity that he used to mm, um, that's too bad so but there will be um something something in his place something new something fun i perhaps have some, some ideas later older for this tradition oh yeah absolutely <laughs> older traditions re re-envisioned reimagined oh. so it's not going to be I will say the I love the way the club shit was done this year. That was a hoot, man, with the boxes and the co- and the tokens. Yeah, we really liked that. So um, something along those lines will most likely continue. But okay, we have it. We've got a few kernels of ideas, but we we decided we're not going to really hammer it out till July. So during the meantime, we're just going to get some games in and uh, do do what we can. It's probably going to be pretty basic stuff since. 
I'm going to be playing some Age of Sigmar, um, but I'm not going to be coming up with scratch scenarios and stuff Sure, like previous years, so I'm probably just going to use existing scenarios. But the format should be pretty similar to the last big packa that was three years ago now, I guess. Mm. So, so this will be packa 10, 2019, yeah, buddy. Packa X, the Wapakalypse, according <laughs> to Bear. Mm. So, yeah, that's the, the big news on the so, for some of the other events, what's going to happen to them? So, the 40K, we talked with Nicola, it's going to happen on the Friday before Wapaka. Oh. So, the 40K narrative will continue. Nice. If that's your bag. And then we're going to continue with the Shadespire event that was pretty off the hook this year. Is that a Friday night? 9 p.m. to like Saturday 2 a.m. What, what Both night, night is that? Both, okay. Um, so, that was this year. Next year, uh, the plan is to run it on Friday. Concurrent okay. with the 40K stuff. So sure. there'll, there'll be enough room to split the hall basically in half. Okay. So that'll be the, the plan there. So for the TOs that uh, helped out, Chad Hansen, he's been running AOS narrative stuff the last few years. He's been discharged, and thanks for his service. Mm-hmm. John ran the Podge style AOS yeah. team stuff. So big thanks to John. He is officially off the hook now, too. <laughs> And then the big question was uh, in the Infinity stuff, mm-hmm. which it made sense to break that off into its own thing. So, okay. And that is just Mission Critical, which was already announced previously, and that's, you know, basically this has been planned for like a year now. Okay. So it's all going to plan, John. All right. So Mission Critical will be the Infinity side of things, and uh, it's just a tournament this year, but Packa started small as well, so there's the uh, we'd like to see that grow and become come as big as Wapaka, come the same same kind of thing. All right, what's so, the date of that? That one is May fifth and sixth, and it's at the same venue as Wapaka. Okay. It's about about half full. So sure, yeah, yeah baby. Mm. That's it. That's the news. That's a lot of news, buddy. Yeah. I don't know. Should we talk about Packa shit in general? Do you have anything else to say about it? Uh, go ahead. What do you got? Oh, nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, Nickel handled the team stuff. It was pretty hands-off. I did play in the Infinity on Saturday, so mm. that was fun. Yeah. And then I play, I ran the uh, Podge-style team tournament for Infinity on Sunday. Oh. So that was pretty fun. Nobody in that environment had heard of the Podge-style. Uh. It was a new... <laughs> type thing so mm. it went, o- went over well nice. I think pretty much any game system yeah <laughs> that'll work out so. uh, it was a lot of fun uh, a lot of good people good hanging just overall really solid year no controversies the, I heard Bubbles all of his miniatures got lost by the airline on the way home yes. I don't know if they were recovered they were I chatted with him a little bit later they were recovered Woo! but uh, they were all busted so oh. uh, yeah, great. Who's that? United <laughs> Airlines? Do you know? Him? I think it's United. Yeah, we should. I always I liked flying United to versus them, but <laughs> the alternatives, but. without knowing for sure. But I believe that's who it was. Mm. Yeah, it's like every gamer's worst worst nightmare, right there. I don't yeah. know, Bubs. It's carry on, man. You always got to carry it on. You should have got the Pelican case, dude. Yeah. You can fucking jump up and down on that bitch, mm-hmm. and ain't nothing's happening. The shit, I was rocking when we went to England. Yeah, I think we we had him as carry on though. Right? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, so I think he just had it, his shit in a suitcase. So. No, I think he had one of them army transport. 
mm-hmm. big green cube things, but Whatever. not hard case. Regardless, that sucks, dick. <laughs> it sucks a big fat dick. So, so yeah, he got him back, but that's kind of demoralizing to see all your hard work smashed to pieces before your very eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are modelers, so mm-hmm. you got to be able to nerd that shit back together. So, yeah. what do you got for an audio or regular book, buddy? Yeah, I, I, I read. Seven Eves by Neil Stevenson. Okay. He's kind of a controversial author. This is only the second book I read mm. from his. The other one was Snow Crash, okay. which I kind of had Heard mixed feelings about. Yeah, this one's it's pretty cool. It's, again, in the kind, kind of science-y genre, okay. where this one is the general plot, which was revealed in the first couple pages, the moon gets kind of destroyed by some kind of impactor and busted up into pieces. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of still orbiting the Earth, but these pieces are going to start coming down (laughs) within two years and basically heat up the surface of the Earth and destroy it. Mm. Um, So humanity's got to figure that out. Some apocalyptic... Yeah, so it's near near future as the ISS, but it has an asteroid attached to it. You know, for studying and stuff like that. Sure. So basically, everybody's scrambling to launch as much stuff into space and attach it to the ISS because that's the only way that humanity is going to survive because <laughs> the surface of the Earth is going to be like several thousand degrees. Sure. And the oceans are going to boil. Mm. So that's about two-thirds of the book, and then it kind of jumps forward in time, but most of it is dealing with long explanations of the science behind <laughs> certain things. I can't, couldn't quite follow. I don't think it's described as well as Is like it? the Martian or uh, the Bobaverse science-y kind of books. Is it interesting? or is it? Yeah, like, it's, really, it's really yeah, interesting. Okay. Good. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a page turner. And then once I realized one of the characters was basically Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> just by a different name, <laughs> and then I think Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos is in there too mm-hmm. with different names. Sure. And then it kind of made it more more <laughs> interesting. You had a real image of this character, the science communicator. Sure. And uh yeah, it's 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 really really good. I kind of compared it to the Martian where they both have kind of a ridiculous event to start off and then it's kind of humanity surviving past that point with sciencey stuff but then where the martian is really uplifting and uh yeah. everything works out this one i would say has a more realistic <laughs> outcome <laughs> okay <laughs> but it's really good it's nice like to see it. that once in a while yeah i think it i think it's good you can tell if a book's realistic if you don't like what's happening all the time <laughs> mm. it's the opposite of uh Uhtred of Bevenberg <laughs> type style more of a game of thrones where People are just dicks. Yeah, like there are different factions and stuff. Um, you know, everybody's working together, but you know, people are going to find a way to ruin it. So. <laughs> <Right>. Okay, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. Cool. Recommend it. Yourself, John? I'm about halfway through a book called "In the Courts of the Sun" by Brian Diamato, and it starts off. It's like a modern day thing, and it's kind of a throwback to the Mayan calendar, the 2012 end of the world thing. So it starts off, and this dude has gone back in time and ended up inside some kind of priest in Mayan times who's mm. effectively about to kill himself. <laughs> 
So he's he's stuck in this guy's head, and they're having these internal arguments, and then it cuts to like the beginning of the story because that's sort of the end of the story. So he cuts to the beginning of the story, and he's just this dude of Mayan descent, and he's really wealthy because he's super smart, and there's this Mayan game that kind of helps people see the future, and it's super interesting. Mm-hmm. It's it's sciency in a lot of weird ways, and it goes through effectively how he got to that point. So I don't really know how he got to that point yet, but. Uh, there's like it's modern times there's bad some person sets off a dirty bomb in florida disneyland and there's a a spreading radioactive effect that's going on and people are trying to flee florida and it's just a lot of chaos and crazy shit Mm -hmm. going on meanwhile there's this game where people can use it if you're good enough and you have enough inputs to see the future or kind of predict the future and I don't know. So far, it's really fucking good. Ah, I would really recommend it. Yeah, so it's really cool. I just stumbled upon it via... You can get it through the library, and it's free. You can download the audio Mm -hmm. version through Overdrive is the site. Uh, But it's really fucking good, and I don't know where it's going, but so far, it's very enjoyable. Unfortunately, my paint motivation is so low, I'm having a hard time sitting down to listen to it. That's the only thing that's kept me... I painted yesterday for maybe half an hour, and that was the only reason oh, I did it. Good enough level to drive some paint motivation. Yeah. So like, I'm looking pretty hard for something like that right now. Yeah. In the Courts uh, of the Sun, like I said, by Brian D'Amato. It's D apostrophe A-M-A-T-O. So far, highly recommended. Not sure where the fuck it's headed. I'm probably about halfway done. Bastard so. approved. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. Two boners up. Two boners up. What do you got for a current ex- obsession, buddy? Yeah, did you see the Altered Carbon on Netflix, dude? No, I did not. Yeah, the major... Mm-hmm. I remember the book. It was really good. Season one. Yeah. So it follows the book. No shit. Pretty closely. Those are really good. You could good, tell man. they... There was some filler thrown in there, but it all came out in the end. Yeah. It was well done. No shit. Um, yeah. It's not a real close adaptation. You can <laughs> kind of tell, but uh, yeah, some some good stuff in there. Some good, uh, if you like Infinity, all the Infinity guys are going nuts over it. Ah, some of the yeah. outfits and stuff like that and the weapons. And Infinity has cubes, which are like the same kind of, I forget what the hell they call them, and altered carbon, your little cores that have your yeah. consciousness. Yeah. So they have the same kind of thing. Sure. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. The, the armor is really cool on these Praetorian they, guys. They have symbiotes. <laughs> no, no send me out. Oh, okay. They, uh, but they have these like huge, like articulated neck armor pieces. Pieces would make sense because like that's where your like your actual you know brain is is it in your neck. That's a bit it's, reminiscent of the Goa'uld and Stargate. Oh uh, right. FYI, where they just like chung 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 chung. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. Yeah, so it they're over. <laughs> so like. Their masks kind of sit on this like neck piece, sure. which is like a cool little detail that somebody in their props department <laughs> thought of. Like, <laughs> to make know, it it's not so better. important to protect your head as your like your neck region where your where your mind consciousness is resides. Yeah. yeah, so cool. Yeah, and it's got uh, Mark Antony from Rome. He's okay. he's the main like uh, Methuselah billionaire guy, mm. and then. Uh, yeah, lots of lots of nudity. Good to see Mark Anthony's big fat dong there. <laughs> so. Think he's got a prosthetic, or you think it's legit? I think it's legit. I think I think we saw it in Rome. If I remember, <laughs> it's correctly. packing some fucking heat, huh? <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> nice. It's a real uh, table slapper there. <laughs> Bust uh, a couple hydras with that, baby. Yeah. So <laughs> quite, quite a bit of that. Uh, interesting for Netflix. Although I guess like Orange is the New Black instead of they have nudity and other stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a good good show. I okay. don't recommend sure. give, giving it a watch. Okay. Mm, give you some infinity paint motivation for sure. <laughs> All right. So, I'll keep yeah. that holstered. All right. Yourself, John? I've been obsessing about old fucking books. So when I was in Hawaii, I read the first two in the original Magic the Gathering novel series. So that was Arena and Whispering Woods. That's funny. So when you said old books, somebody's probably thinking of like 1700s or uh, 1800s. This is like, it's almost, well, those it's two like, are just like early 90s. In all honesty, <laughs> if you just picked it up now and read it, you wouldn't think it was very good. But uh-huh. if you're on a fucking magic high and you're wielding a magic boner, <laughs> these old <laughs> books are just so arena. They're both kind of cheesy and over the top, and I thought they were really good, phenomenally good because all those reasons. <laughs> and they're really quick reads too. So I did start Shattered Chains last night, which is the third one, and I have two more holstered here. Schmidty's got them all, so he's been borrowing me these. And then also in Hawaii, I finished the Once and Future King. Which is by yeah. T. H. White. It's that's one of my favorite all time books. Yeah. Okay. It's the like the full story of King Arthur. I think um, maybe as told by T. H. White. You mentioned have you talked about this one before? Rings of I rings it, of Battle, I was yeah. ringing it for a while. I think it's the they're like Mallory does a version of the King Arthur story. But this it's so fucking good. It's phenomenal. So I highly recommend that if you've never read the Once in Future King. Other than that, I just last night I finished up the Dragonlance Lost Histories Land of the Minotaur, <laughs> which picks up the story of Kaz the Minotaur after the battle against Tekesis, Okay. after Huma perishes, right. and it was so fucking good. It's, I'm sure somebody's following all this. Yeah. I have all these old books that I've been reading them all, and if they're not good, I just toss it in the Goodwill pile, but if they are good, I keep them, and... Land of the Minotaur was really good. So if you've never read the old school Dragonlance Land of the Minotaur, get on that shit because it's fucking awesome. Makes sense. Yeah. You assume it'd have a real Beast Man vibe. <laughs> yeah. You're just picturing all these. There's like one human girl in the whole story, oh, nice. and she's actually a dragon. And there's one Kender because they always have to throw a Kender into every Dragonlance yeah, story. Comedic comedy relief. Yeah, just like the silly character that, you know, the good natured, happy go lucky fucker, but. Mm-hmm. That's definitely not the Minotaur. So anyway, such a good read. So that's good what I deal. got for obsession. Old books. I, I've been posting them on Twitter. So as I finish one, I take a picture and give a little brief review and smack it up there. Mostly so I don't for, so I don't forget about what all I read. So mm-hmm. yeah. All right, my man. Do you have a music pick today? John? Yeah, this is kind of a cross between good music and nerd. So there's a game called The Flame and the Flood. You heard of this? A game? Yeah, it's like a Come video on. game. No. So Chuck Reagan got enlisted. He's okay. one of my yeah. favorite musical artists to do the, the soundtrack for it. Oh, really? So, <laughs> cool. Yeah, in his typical style. So it's really cool. And if you play the game during different times and you're doing different things, mm-hmm. it's like the musical clips play. I'm sure it's more the audio than like the actual songs. But anyways, there's a whole CD out there. It's called The Flame and the Flood by Chuck Reagan. And it's really fucking good. So we're going to play a few tunes off that. So this tune is called Land Sick.
for a fucking <laughs> history, buddy. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about PACA mm-hmm. already, and this PACA was pretty damn hands-off for me, and it kind of mm. reminded me of PACA number one <laughs> all those years ago, oh. which people might not realize, but um, you know, I have a reputation for running PACA now, but back then it was the Bear Show. Mm-hmm. It was a 20-man... Warhammer, like no, sixth edition it was, tournament. Uh, uh, yeah, I believe it was sixth edition. It could be seventh. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was just the bear show. So he <laughs> set up the room. He organized everything. He handled the email. He didn't do the scoring because he got the Gaskas to help him out. So uh. Kim Gaska helped him, <laughs> and he had the big spurt. He did all the terrain. I think maybe I loaned him some. Of the terrain Couple that panels. I had, I think I yeah, brought like some Wizard out there Man too. shit, yeah, maybe from Jade Co. or something mm-hmm. like that. But all I did f- at that time was the I helped them with the scenarios, and then I th- think this was the year he had some kind of composition score. Yeah. So this is a oh, thing that he came up with. The the points and thresholds and everything. I forget so, about this. Yeah, I remember going to his apartment. In Wapaka, over by the Wapaka Courthouse. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been over there? No. But we were, I remember going through, we had a list of everything, and then 
I'd have to double check every check everybody's day. list. Yeah, I remember we had like a stack of like twenty army books that he went out and bought <laughs> and then put the official Wapaka sticker on them so you know <laughs> that they're the official sticker. And then he reviewed all the lists and then I did too and then we <laughs> came up with a score between the two of us. And then he did all the announcements and everything. So thinking back now, it's amazing how much effort he put into that because he, <laughs> he made all the terrain. Yeah, He did all the registration and Took organization and he printed all the paperwork oh, himself yeah. he um, built the prizes and did the yeah. announcement and stuff so um, yeah after that I think maybe for the next year too the Gasca has also helped out with yeah. the scoring but I had a little bit more of a hand in the uh, scenario department sure. the composition and setting up the overall scoring aspect but still, that was all I did. And then it wasn't until the third year that I started handling the scoring. Okay. And then probably another two years before, or maybe that, I think maybe that second year, I started doing the announcements mm, for Yeah, Barry wasn't Barry. I felt bad for him, a yeah. Public sp- not a very good speaker. Yeah, I mean, he he was fine. Just not, <laughs> I mean, he was doing so much. Yeah. You know, it was the least, the least we could do for him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that kind of reminded me of this last pack, guys, where... Ryan Nickel took a strong hand on the team stuff, mm-hmm. did all the announcements. The way that we set up the team challenge with the coins and everything was yep. very cool, so I didn't have I to agree. do any of that. So it was kind of weird because everything was in motion. But ultimately, I was like kind of responsible for yeah. it. Like if someone got fucked up, <laughs> it would come back to me. But <laughs> I wasn't actually running anything. So actually, I kind of didn't like that that much. I'd rather... If I'm responsible for it, be to, to be run in and be it, a perfectionist yeah. and do it my way. <laughs> right. Um, so that's another reason why uh, we're moving back to that old style. I got sure. more control over everything and uh, feel feel better cool. about running a perfect event according to my specifications. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. A little bit of history for it. Did you play in the, the first packa? I think you might have been allowed to play in that very first Fuck, one. I don't remember. I. If I was able I, to, I'm sure I know I did, Butch, right? Butcher played yeah. in that one. And then, um, yeah, as far as playing in pack of 10, um, we might, might be able to make that happen if you do want to play. I was going to volunteer my services to help run it. So okay. if you guys yeah, want. That'd be preferable. Yeah. But I think I'm, we might let Butch Butch and Andrew play. I think that's I fine. Know. I can do paint judging. Kind of and Just give me a bunch of tasks as soon as you know what you need done. <laughs> I can plan mm-hmm. it in and we'll be good yeah so and I'm gonna try and stay out there this year as well oh cool so I think you and I should get a room together yeah you I mean you can just stay in the judges suite oh, nice. we, we gotta get that apartment that the Skull Bros had this year man yeah this, it's like three four bedrooms it's literally like room, an apartment kitchen. yeah it was built by the guy who built the place you just live there yeah but don't you think you'd build yourself like a really nice apartment you'd think not some like crappy like college <laughs> apartment yeah well, or maybe I don't maybe it's top budget. of the line in 1955 I don't know maybe it's time to remodel <laughs> it was nice though like it was a super cool spot living yeah. room was tiny but there were skull bros everywhere in there. definitely were yeah <laughs> it was really cool yeah that was a good call for them so alright John podcast man you're up well I don't have a podcast but we oh, are gonna God. talk god damn it John because on February 8th 
the expansion Rise and Fall came out for Civilization oh my Six. Oh my god, Rogers. And I do want to say I've gotten through one full game of it at this point, mm-hmm. and it was a hoot. So they added things like governors and loyalty and a bunch of other concepts into the game, which make it a little more difficult if you're going for some ways complexity. to win. You can't just go around and take over everybody's city and steamroll fuckers anymore. You have to pay attention because those cities are going to start revolting behind your lines. <laughs> and like it's, it's kind of a cool sense. dynamic. So if you have a city that's on a border, you're getting pressure, it'll, it'll revolt. It'll tell you, like, revolt in this mm-hmm. many turns if you don't do something, dumbass. And then it'll become a free city. And if it's a free city, everybody's always at war with it. So they'll just have a bunch of units, and you can go take it over again. Oh, but you gosh. know you're not going to be able to hold it. And then eventually, the pressure that caused it to revolt in the first place will cause it to revolt to that sieve. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, not always. It's, it's a pretty cool new dynamic with cities flipping on their own. And then all of a sudden, you got an enemy right there with troops. And you're like, fuck, now i got to deal with this, mm-hmm. bro. And it's, it's cool. And... Yeah, I'm trying not to be obsessed with it, but it, it's it's fun, and I'm into it as well. <laughs> so, Civ Six, man, Rise and Fall. If you're a Civ Six guy and you haven't tried Rise and Fall, I highly recommend you get into that too. <laughs> All right, just take a day off work tomorrow. Just make a big pot of coffee. Personal time off. Get a six pack for when noon finally strikes. You can start drinking beer. Wake up really early in the morning. Yeah, All excited. Pack like of a smokes. Kid. Remember. <laughs> Getting up really early just because you're excited to do yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's a very interesting feeling. That's a, yeah, I've experienced very, for 35 years. It's very different from adulthood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Civ6 Rise and Fall. So good. Awesome. Do you have a useful hobby product, Absolutely, buddy? John. I was sent a 4x6 double-sided neoprene gaming mat. I saw that. By Travis. I tweeted this shit out. By whom? Travis at Hot Dice Miniatures. Okay. So he has a YouTube channel. We've collaborated on a video in the past, and he's a Point Hammer fan, and he wanted to donate a mat to Wapaka, so wanted to recognize his generosity, and mm-hmm. the mat is pretty fucking awesome. It's so on Twitter. 4x6, it's a double-sider. So this is the latest in neoprene gaming technology, John. All right. Tell me about what that means. It means one side has an image, and then the other side also has one. So you effectively (laughs) got two different game game mats out of it. So I got a a jungle on one side with a giant T-Rex skull, which is all right. It's not my favorite. Some (laughs) games you don't want a giant T-Rex skull. But if you're playing AOS, Fantasy, or 40K or something, obviously... A giant T-Rex skull will set you off. If you're playing Saga, might look a little out of place. <laughs> but, um, but I think they're Put meant, a for, meant for tree AOS. It, dude. Yeah. Well, it's pretty big, but you can, you can cover it up. And then the other side has an awesome uh, technical kind of like a, a space station, space yeah. shippy kind of thing. Sure. So perfect for Infinity. They're just available on 4x6s, as far as I'm aware. Um, but obviously... It's four by six. You can just shunt off a little four by four. <laughs> play some infinity on there. Nothing stopping you. Okay. So that one that, that I got is called Time Nomad. He's got two other ones. One's Hades and Poseidon. It's got your lava mat, and then the other side is uh, aquatic water, okay, ocean, and then he's got conflict and sepia, which is one side is like a desert badlands, and then the other side is it's it's whitish, but it looks like it's a junk. Junk town, grayish, whitish concrete, okay. and rubble and stuff like that. So sure. They're 120 Canadian, which is 95 U.S. currently. With shipping? 
Uh, I don't know about the shipping. Okay. But <laughs> I was looking at 4 by 6 mats, and the cost on a mat, which is going to be shipped to you regardless, I think. Frontline gave it. They gave us a deal, but I think the retail is like 75 Okay. And then if you get those European ones, those are like 90 or 100 bucks. Sure. So the price is in line with that, but you're getting two, getting for, one. two for one. So thanks to, to Travis. And definitely check it out, hotdiceminiatures.com. They're cool. Very, very cool. And you can see it at a Wapaka near you. Nice. Until then, it'll be getting plenty of use in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's really cool. Got the juices flowing. So Bear and I are going to be working on some larger AOS-style terrain. So I don't know if you know this, but, well, you've played in a bunch of tournaments, but the, <laughs> the terrain changed from what it was in 6th and 7th edition, the needs. Yeah. Hills, don't need those anymore. <laughs> but you needed hills back then, which I'm okay with the hills going. They just... Kind of got in the way. You get rid of them. How are you going to get your plus one charge bonus charging down the hill, dude? <laughs> yeah, not a, not a problem anymore. Mm. But uh, yeah, so we're. It's funny because we're going to be working on bigger, chunkier stuff, kind of blocking terrain, which is. Looks like Bear was just ahead of his time yeah. all those years ago. Turns with out. With big, chunky, mm-hmm. blocking pieces of terrain. Yeah. Which uh, <laughs> annoyed everybody. So yeah, we're going to move into mats. But he's concerned about the lack of rivers on these mats, so we're we're working on some some water technology here to make sure that we continue the Wapaka tradition of rivers abound. Actual flowing rivers on the tabletop here. <laughs> <laughs> we're cutting these uh, neoprene yeah. mats. <laughs> don't give don't give them any ideas. <laughs> People's models are falling in the water and floating away. Hey man, that's Paca, baby. <laughs> he's got that fucking water mill going. So yeah, so yeah. Speaking of that water mill, I think. I think that might be up for grabs. We might be giving that away next year. Oh. Let's stay tuned. Nice. In any case, so, yeah, we're going undergoing some changes in the Wapaka terrain collection. A lot of the boards are going. We're going to mats. and uh, tie time. Some of the old stuff will be uh, retired. Reduce we'll the storage space significantly here. Yeah. So, Bear, previously everything was stored in a work trailer mm-hmm. from John Golke Construction, LLC. That was tied up year-round with pack of garbage. Yeah, and occasionally Bear would have to unload it, so oh. it'd be used for business purposes. Yeah. <laughs> so now he has his own tinier trailer, mm-hmm. and he bought a big truck to haul it around. <laughs> of course I'm he did. I'm not sure that specifically why he got the big truck, but sure. it goes along with it. So Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you... He's hurting unit, man. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't build that axe. Yeah, I feel it's rough. I feel the same. I, I got the same shit going on. Is he the same age as you? Yeah, 40. 40? Uh-huh. Yep, here we go. Yeah. It all falls apart. For decline. So, uh, you yeah, know, if we want to keep this going, we got to we gotta <laughs> uh, realign ourselves <laughs> to make that happen. For the second part of our life. So the second. <laughs> yeah, for the next 10 years. Yeah. So... <laughs> For the downward slide. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Speaking of downward slides, do you have a sex toy? <laughs> well, to further carry on with downward slides, I will reiterate the bidet I talked about last time briefly. I looked it up as a $30 purchase, and I just want to throw in that once you get used to a bidet, it's hard to go to a non-bidet type situation. Uh, yeah, 
See, that seems kind of dangerous because now you probably, if you're not using the bidet, you're at work or something. You're yeah. just you're just gonna feel disgusting. Yeah, after you're you used take a to shit. a certain level so of cleanliness. Like, oh, I'm like a beast. I'm an animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's life changing. So look into that. But regardless, I want to talk about. John, could you just get like a water bottle or something so you could just squirt your, squirt your ass when you're at work? Maybe. You need some real pressure, though. That's the key to the bidet ah, is the pressure, pressure oh, okay. to enforce the cleanliness. Uh-huh. <laughs> that would be kind of weird if you're in a stall and then you just heard... These things, they're not like a bubbler, like a water fountain. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're more like if you put your thumb over the end of a hose <laughs> and get some real <laughs> pressure going. <laughs> So you need you need some force is what I'm saying. Quite here. an image. Yeah. So anyway, I yeah. found this site called Geeky Sex Toys in my ever, you know, ever ongoing hunt mm-hmm. for something interesting in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and they sell a series of swords that are okay. effectively like this. a hilt of a sword with a dildo attachment on the end. <laughs> so it's like dick swords. And some of them are even... What size? Lightsabers. Whoa! Where they light up. Whatever <laughs> color is your preference on your lightsaber, you can have a dildo lightsaber with the hilt and the dick. Oh, my gosh. So check out Geeky Sex Toys if is you want to. Is there like a Kylo Ren dildo with two smaller dildos shooting off the sides? <laughs> Not have that. You might want to send them something. That They're seems about, like a product that would be quite popular. That would work well. Like a, the double donger. <laughs> That's like a, they're about 16 inches total. Wow. The business parts That's considerable. about half that because you do got the hilt, you know, the hand guard, depending uh-huh. on which sword you're holding. So it looks like you could do two hands if you wanted. <laughs> Real great weapon yeah, for plus two strength. Yeah, yeah. Maybe get the ram boner attached to the end of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Double the set. You got thirty-two inches of swinging man, uh-huh. <laughs> fake manhood. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. So yeah, geeky side. This is it's pretty entertaining to look at them. Sword dildos might be the future, my friend. They might be. If you really need a be able to work it and get it in there you need a hilt on the end of your dildo yeah, i think we might have to pick up a couple of these for a future feats of strength competition uh dildo sword fight i'm thinking fellas like uh winger and tupper who get into this kind of fighting <laughs> might consider <laughs> keeping one of these sheathed <laughs> just uh-huh. pull reach behind your back and pull out your dildo oh, sword and game. fucking slap somebody up with it. it's like that scene was it snatch or lock stock and two smoking barrels where that guy beats that other guy dead with a like 24 inch black yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something like that needs to happen <laughs> alright yeah. good deal geeky, check out geeky sex toys geeky sex toys for your swords just, they got a lot of other interesting geek themed things but these were the ones that really caught my eye today mm-hmm. so. excellent thanks so John if you're gonna pick up that bidet you should click through our site at the Amazon link go to Amazon for 30 bucks improve your lifestyle I would say Seven to nine percent. That's what I'm putting on this bidet. God, that's a pretty good rate of return. I well, mean, the stock market—you can't guarantee that. No, I mean, the, the quality of life we're flying high well. for the last few years, but it's, it's cleanliness need- plus a pleasant tickle. <laughs> <laughs> Click through our site. Also, Ting. I'm still going strong on Ting. I still yeah, like absolutely. it. Absolutely. eBay. Well, you know, sign my up for that, that Patreon. We got the one dollar yeah. pledge to get in on the action. Get access to the Patreon only stuff for five bucks per episode. You'll be looking at being entered into get a model painted by Mr. John or Mr. Myself. Yeah, we have to hit a certain threshold. I'm glad we're not on the hook for a model yet. 
Uh, we're, we're on the hook. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. we're on the hook regardless. There's just not many people in it, okay. Yeah, so right now you've got a good chance to win. It's split between, I think, seven, seven or eight people. Oh. So you got a one in seven, one in eight chance currently. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, that'll be at the start of April. Are we going to rock, paper, scissors to see who has to paint the first uh, one? Are we going to let them pick? I would prefer if you could paint the first one because I have mission critical. Well, I would prefer if you'd paint May, the first one. Which I have to paint like 100 symbiomates. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, Let's see what I the would be down is first. for the second one, yeah. <laughs> uh, based off that. So, okay. Uh, All right. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about it. I mean, it's going to get painted. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. We have to have a deadline, too. So yeah, that's what can't, we I'm can't saying. let it go for two years. But like, all right, I got your model. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it, man. It's like a contractor. It's like a, you're like a landlord going after the rent. Yeah. <laughs> sucker. Oh yeah. So uh, thanks again to everybody. Yeah. So far, and get in while the getting's good. Um, Patreon. It's weird. We got some funds, so we might be. Yeah, we could do doing stuff, doing some other stuff here. Look at this. A few we ideas. Got, we have this fucking mixer. From when we first started this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a mixer. It's not even digital. No, it's We not. have to get a USB converter to record <laughs> this shit because, I mean, it's a classic. It's a PV6. Fuck. Like, yeah. it's seen so, better days, but maybe... We, there's definitely room to improve the quality. We could use some new laptops. <laughs> some sword dildos. <laughs> sword, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Obviously, if we could convert those into microphones <laughs> somehow, <laughs> we could speak into those. That would be good for the video footage. We need some... Yeah, well, they kind of look like dicks already, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the next goal is to do this every three weeks. So yeah. we need another good slew of people in order to do that. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's we're going video, baby. So Nice. We can, we can make that happen, for sure. Sweet. Yeah, that's about it. I think we're done then, man. I think we're done, too. Cheers, everybody. Uh, We're going to go out with a little more Chuck Reagan from The Flame and the Flood. This song is called Loop Guru. Oh, nice. Suck my ball. Dresden. That's my (laughs) beast. That's what it reminds me of, too. (laughs) I fucking miss Dresden, dude. Walking the 
is my voice and it's what it sounds like Tiest Tiesting Joe Rogers We should have a musical episode Where we We sing sing very badly the whole time Put that on the Patreon (laughs) No one wants to fucking hear that (laughs)